brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To the great detectives of old-time radio from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And I want to especially thank Frank, who will be sending access to our premium site, which we do with all donations of $7 or more. And our listener support campaign is coming up at the end of the month. Love your suggestions on some additional thank you gifts uh, that we or we can add. Or if you have any suggestions for changes, you can take a look at what we used in last year's uh, campaigns at support.greatdetectives.net. Now it's time for today's adventure of Frank Race, The Adventure of the Fairway Beauties. The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Paul Dubov. changed many things, the face of the earth and the people on it. Before the war, Frank Race worked as an attorney, but he traded his law books for the cloak and dagger of the OSS. When it was over, his former life was over too. Adventure had become his business. The Adventures of Frank Race. Join Frank Race for the adventure of the Fairway Beauty. Golf is a funny game. Usually, if a person applies himself diligently to a sport, he'll eventually come up as a creditable performer. But it's not that way in golf. A few people just have the knack. Millions don't. As for Mark Donovan... He ranks with the great majority. Hey! I race. Oh, that was close. Missed me by a good inch. Oh, father, it's a good thing you ducked. What did I do to that shot, anyway? You sculled it. Oh, I did. Look, I, I hit down on the ball, just like you said. Remember that term we used during the war, Mark? Too little and too late. That's the way you hit down on that shot. Oh, something. This is the most aggravating game which was ever invented. Little pills standing still, and the guy can't do nothing with it. You're doing quite a lot with it. Yeah, but never according to plan. Look, I'm, I'm going to try one more shot. If it don't come off, I'm heading for that blackjack game in the caddy. Let's try some strategy to get on this green. What do you feel, like a hook or a slice? Uh, well, you had a slice on the last one. So aim to the left. 
That should take it right into the pin. But I know that. Go straight. Mark, then. let's face it. You haven't hit a straight shot all afternoon. If you really face it, I ain't never hit a straight shot in my whole life. You've been slicing most of the time. So aim for that pond and watch it fade right onto the carpet. You see what it... Uh-oh. It's race. It's heading right for the... I'm... I'm sorry, Mark. I gave you poor advice. Look, the poorest advice you ever gave me is when you talked me into taking up this game. I'm through. I'm finished. <laughs> Relax, Marcus. It's all in fun. This is what I'm having fun. Look, we've got four more holes to finish. Go ahead. Play them. Play them. See you at the clubhouse. If I ain't there, take a peek in the caddy pen. But 45 minutes later, as I paid off the caddy on the 18th green, I saw I wasn't going to have to look very far to find Donovan. He had planted himself on the practice tee and was goggling at a couple of girls who were hitting shots. Since Mark has excellent taste when it comes to feminine allure, I wandered over there myself. Oh, oh, it's you, Ray. What happened to the blackjack game? Uh, it ain't everything. Take a hand at this you know, I got to admit it, man. It's just kind of crazy. They should be good. Know who they are? No, but I ain't playing down any invitation. The one with the deep hand is Zoe Fournier. She's the National Women's Open and Amateur Champion. Has been for the last three years. British champion, too. Probably the greatest woman player of all time. Can argue that one. Look, uh, like a petite lady. She is nothing but a double grade A pit. Barbara Stanford, California champion. Hey, you know these things? I know Zoe from here pretty well. I used to. Well, it looks like she remembers you. She had this room. Well, thank Ray. Or may I never hit another <laughs> golf shot? Which would be the tragedy of the decade. You're in wonderful form, oh, Zoe. Frank, it's wonderful seeing you again. Bab, come over here. California, Frank. We just came down from Vancouver, been loafing. Zoe, this is Mark Donovan. Hi, Mark. Hi. And this very lovely thing is Barbara Stanford. How do you know her? Uh, not nearly as well as I think. Oh, Barbara. Oh, this is fun. Everything is fun when it's with other men. Isn't it, Zoe? He stood off about eight or ten feet from us. Judging from the clothes he had on, he wasn't there to play golf. His features, said in a mask of bitterness, had bad news written all over them. Vicky, I didn't know you were alone. That's nothing new, is it? You're not going to be a problem, are you, Vicky? Oh, that's right. You don't like problems. Just sweetness and light. That's uh, Zoe. Sweetness and light and fun with other men. Tell them to get lost, Zoe. You're out of line, Vicky. Way out of line. I want to talk to you. Do I get to do it or do I turn myself into a really difficult problem? Look, chum. Lady don't want to have nothing to do with you. She you don't stay want... out of this, chum. Main nosy bystanders know nothing but ropes. Right. Hey, no, no, a... no, don't. Come on, we'll go somewhere. Wait a minute, Zoe. You don't have to let this lad push you around. And just what did you do? It's all right, Race, really. Nothing is all right, and you'll know it. But stick around, Race, or whatever your name is. I've got a personal interest. Uh-huh. 
I'm trying to buy into a family draw. I didn't know Zoe was married. About three months ago, up at Del Mar. His name is Vic now. It certainly is. How about something tall and cool at the bar? On the practice tee at 30 yards, I've been telling myself that this stamp of glass would be something worth staying in California for. In the clubhouse tap room at two feet. It made me want to become a native son. What happened to your friend? Mark? His gambling instinct reared its head. I have an idea he's now in the vicinity of the local blackjack soiree. <laughs> he's a lot of fun. <laughs> what about me? Think I could be a lot of fun? The word fun didn't occur to you. No. What did? I... Oh, no, <laughs> you don't. I'm not going to give you a lead like that. I'll wait. I'm good at waiting. Are you, though? Up to a point, of course. Let me get a rundown on you. You're here for the Tri-State Tournament. Yes, then I suppose it's Seattle and the Women's National. And I don't suppose you're quite that. Rather play golf for me? Anything else in the world. That did it. I'll wait. I sit still for a prospect like that any time. Sit still for an interruption to this uh, eight of tape. A lot of weight, a lot of muscle, a lot of tailoring in a double-breasted pinstripe suit. A look of bland friendliness went with it. The sort of look you get when you mention checking the bets in a high-stake poker game. He sat down without waiting for an answer to his question. I'm Chuck Kendall, private dick working for Vic Malvin. So? I wanted to make sure he didn't hurt your feelings out there, young boy. This sounds like a new one. How does the dialogue go from here? What do you do for a newspaper boy? Come again? What are you? A reporter? Why? Well, we wouldn't want Vic to get in bad with the press, that's all. The guy's running for public office. What happened out there could look bad. It ain't really. Just a beef with his wife. Nothing to write about. So Vic is running for public office, is it? You know, that intrigues me. It thoroughly intrigues me. I don't follow you. You wouldn't. But you can forget the publicity angle. I'm not a newspaper man. Huh? That. Do I sense a change in your attitude? You're a witty brand of cookie, ain't you? I can see why Vic had an impulse to change your face around. Got any more to say? Yeah, just one thing. Don't go bothering Vic. There's people who wouldn't like it. A lot of people. I know, Kendall. You're a tough boy and you got a license to prove it. Now, would you mind leaving us? Imagine he is. Quite Something else about that. She's in love with Larry Myers, you know? I know he's a great golfer. Zoe wants to get three of Rick Malvin and Larry Dyer. And Larry doesn't even know about Rick. Larry is meeting Zoe here for dinner. I'm telling you, this is a very good plan. The sweet swinger, a great competitor. Not more than a couple of years away from the National Open Crown. This was the tag the experts had pinned on Larry Myers. But his usual poise wasn't with him as he came up to it. Hi, Pat. Hello, Larry. This is Frank. Oh, nice to meet you. Babs, I... I don't know what to say. I just got a message that Zoe's standing around. She didn't say anything. She just left word with the bartender that she wouldn't be around this evening. Well, I don't know what to Tell say. I... 
Pardon me. Coming back, Lee? Certainly am, baby. Sleep too. It was Zoe Frenier on the other end of the line, and the very tone of her voice said trouble. Grace, can I see you this evening? It's very important. Melbourne? Yes. Larry Myers is here at the clubhouse. Would he be any help? No. I don't want Larry to know it. I'm a clan. Where shall I see you? I'm staying at the Colonial Arms on Wilshire near Westwood Village. Take it gently, Zoe. I'll find my place. What time do you want me to come? I'll see you about 7.30. At the Colonial Arms, I found Zoe Frenier's apartment on the second floor. But in the hall, just outside her door, I was intercepted by a pair of citizens who could have qualified as bouncers at a longshoreman's convention. Where do you think they're going? I can't see that it's any of your affair. I'm paying a visit to the lady. In here? This is it? Not just now, you're not. Been walking most of the day. I played golf this afternoon. Then you should be in good shape. I'm going. All right. You've had your chance at being dramatic. You decide. Look, friend. I told you once. What would you like? Special delivery of the letter? Obviously, we've reached an impasse. But I still intend to pay my respect to the lady. Nick. Leave this pigeon down the stairs. Sure, Ogie. Nick moved his mask toward me, reaching out with thick arms. It was an open invitation for a wrist lock, so I obliged, twisted quickly, and flipped him! <laughs> then I had Augie to handle, a good man with his fist. I took one to the ear that sent me lurching for the stairs, but I got one back! And Augie went down, only for a second, though he wrenched up, came at me. I went to one knee, and... <laughs> what goes on here, anyway? This guy, Vic... He was, he was just doing like you said, then he gets tough. That's off <laughs> the bottom of the stairs. This is getting repetitious. I came to see Zoe Frenier, and if you have any idea of trying to stop me... Oh, you can see her. apartment had been decorated to match the architecture of the building, an early American motif. I had a look around, noticed that the copper lamp hanging from the beamed ceiling had been badly dented by something. I tripped over a tear in the hooked rug as I moved deeper into the room. That's it. Very nice. Where's Zoe? Well, she's here. But she's not going to say anything to you. No? Why not? Because somebody just cut her throat. Return to the adventures of Frank Race in just about one minute. Now, back to the adventures of Frank Race. They sprawled on the kitchen floor, her head almost under the table, one of her legs still doubled grotesquely from her death agony. Zoe Frenier, greatest woman golfer of all time. Do you like her? I don't. I've known Zoe for quite a while. 
This won't qualify for my marriage. How do you think it makes me feel? I don't know. How does it make you feel? Come on out in the other room, Liz. You've got to think straight and talk straight. I'm not going to be able to do either looking at her. Malvern, the police, I don't suppose they've been notified. But if they have, somebody else did it besides me. I'll call them now. Put down that phone, right? I can't stop you from getting lost, Malvern, if you feel like it. I said, put down that phone. <laughs> Try anything fancy in the next slap of be with this pistol. Malvern, you have firm and compelling ways. Just watch it, that's all. Any objection if I rub my jaw? You can get up. Sit on the divan here. I like it. That wax seems to slow down my metabolism a few points. You make good use of those shoulders, Malvern. The snake punch, you know it. I know it. I had to do it. You're an interesting case study, Vic. Where do we go from here? I'm that girl's husband. I've got a hunch you know it. I know it. It didn't take. I've been carrying a torch for you. It took a long time for that torch to die down even now. I got that too. And you think that maybe I killed her? I'm afraid a lot of people are going to think that. Yes, that's why we have to figure on you for help. You left me behind with that one. I checked up on your race. I checked up this afternoon just because I saw you with Zoe. I found out what you do. I found out that plenty of smart boys think you can run in the ball. I still don't get what you're driving at. I want you to do something for me. I want you to go and talk to a certain man in this town. I'm asking you to promise to go and talk to him before you say anything to the police. But if I don't, what happens? Nothing. I get up and leave, and you're on your own. Who's the man? Are you expecting me? He'll be expecting you. His name is Sylvester Painter. Sounds familiar. It should. He's mayor of the city. Sylvester Painter. I remembered a spread about him I'd seen in a national magazine. He resigned his office during the war to get into the service. He'd been re-elected in 48. He greeted me with a look of intentness and a firm handshake. Sit down, Ace. I, uh, just finished talking to Vic. I may as well confess that I haven't the faintest idea as to what this is all about. It's about a lot of things. Mostly Vic Melvin. How long have you been in town? Five or six days. You probably know what we've been through then. Mess we've had with police department corruption? Yes. All right. Now I'm going to jump back to Vic. He used to be a cop. Great cop. Youngest captain of detectives in the history of the force. He served in the same theater of operations that I did during the war. Oh, a lot of stuff has been said about what I did over there. Well, I started out as a major, ended up a lieutenant colonel. Vic began as a captain, ended up a full colonel, and did it with combat duty. And this is the man who carries around a couple of boys who don't mind roughing people up. Well, you see, Vic has been running for political office. And he's picked up a set of hangers-on who become a trifle overzealous at times. They didn't pull guns on you, did they? No. Come to think of it, they didn't. Well, this morning, I conferred with the police commission regarding our present emergency. I made the point that there was only one man equipped to become our new chief of police, Vic Malvin. And it's my belief that the commission is ready to appoint him. Quite a situation. Yes. But I'm sticking by Vic. When we talked over the phone just now, I asked him flatly. He was guilty of his wife's murder. 
He said he'd had nothing to do with it. I believe him. So where do I fit in? I want this murder cleared up and fast. I want a special man for the job. You. I don't think you'll just be working for Vic Nelton. Not at all. He called me twice tonight. The first time, he wanted me to give up on him. Forget about making him chief. I told him what I'm telling you. If I can't turn to him, I don't know where I can turn. I don't have weeks to look around. It's got to be done quickly before real demoralization sets in. That's why I want a clean bill of health from Alvin. How about it? What could I say? Later, when I told Mark Donovan about the assignment, he shook his head. Are you leading with your chin, Race? How do you know what's behind it, dear? Political, it'll be stickier than a hot lollipop in a kid's hair. And besides, how are we going to get in any golf with you on a case? Speaking of golf, reminds me of someone I could see. A lad by the name of Larry Myers. Right now? It's almost ten o'clock. Probably a good time to get him. I'll catch you later, Mark. Yes? My name is Race. We met at the club, remember? Oh, yes, certainly. I'd like to talk to you a few minutes, Myers. Why, sure, sure. Good morning. Well, what's on your mind? Zoe Frenier. Zoe? I thought you might be interested in the fact that she's dead. Dead? Zoe dead? It rocked him, and I could sense that he wasn't acting. They couldn't tell me much. He'd been too numb by the revelation. So I called it a day and went home. That's your race? Right. Found out something about you tonight. You had better luck than I did. What? You are slipping. Well, that's always encouraging to hear. You had a date with a very pretty dame. You forgot all about it. I had a... Barbara Stanton. I was going to join her at the townhouse. Did you think that I... I give it a lowdown on the whole deal, give her a big pitch about the mayor himself calling you in on a big case. But she said I could drop dead. With me doing the explain? Lace, you ought to know better than that. She's still waiting for you. Marcus, you're indispensable. Dig me out a clean shirt, will you, and one of those new ties. had a smile for me, and it was in her eyes as well, so I felt irated. But almost at once, she asked me to take her somewhere else. I've been here so long, Ray. Many smiles of sympathy. All for men, I bet. <laughs> Those weren't smiles of sympathy, baby. They were muted wolf calls. All right, we'll hit for another spot. Where'll it be? I'll leave it to you. While we were deciding, I was paged for a phone call. It turned out to be Mark Donovan at the other end. I'm trying to get through. Last 30 minutes, you've been shadowed. How do you know? You bought up the window when you left here. There's a guy staked out across the street. Tells you care. What kind of car? Gray Chevy Coupe, one of them new ones. Oh, uh, something else. Larry Myers called. I don't know where he was. I told him about the dates anyway. That'll be all right. Thanks, Mark. I seem to make you wait and wait, don't I? It's all right. This might be our case. Just look at that fountain across the street, ladies. Beautiful. Like to wave? Let's go. Perfect. Let's run. <laughs> hey, you're fast. You make me step. Oh, this 
this is going to be marvelous. <laughs> off go my shoes. I think I'll take mine off, too. Hey, this grass is a little dead for sitting down. Grace, that car, it's acting oddly. Yes, it is. Grace. Grace, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Here, I'll help you up. Yeah, I'm all right, but that brought my thoughts sharply back to business. If it's okay with you, I'd like to go somewhere else before we hit that nightclub. It's okay with me, but where? Zoe Frenier's apartment. I have an idea that we might find something there that could throw a little light on her murder. Will you be able to get in? How about the police? No trouble there. I made a special officer by the mayor. Yes, Zoe. Someone has just left with us. Cigarette smith. Good. I'd have been disappointed if that hadn't been in this closet. What was? This golf club of Zoe's. I think it has something to do with it, That lamp up there. Notice how it's dented? You take a look at that tear in the carpet. Someone was making practice swings. They evidently got out of the room. My idea that someone waited here for Zoe. Waited a minute. And while they waited, the practice swings with this car. Good. Poor golfer to have hit that way. A good golfer who suddenly turned nervous on hearing Zoe at the door. Uh, I wouldn't handle the club, honey. In the case. I want to be able to testify that this club wasn't touched after I found it. Your attorney. She didn't say anything, just stared at me from under those lovely lashes of hers. And I knew I'd hit it. Often a runner-up, but very seldom a winner. That's the way the records read when it came to the name of Barbara Stanford. All because of a girl called Zoe Frenier. And Barbara hadn't been able to take it. Those, um, fingerprints, right? Could have put them on that club at any time. No, honey. When we came in, you tried to put across the idea that this was your first time here, remember? I'm sorry. Ten years apart for you girls. Either way, you could have been clean, couldn't you, Babs? I'm afraid of you. It won't make any difference. Well, so it was Kendall you hired to gun me down. You knew that too, did you? Pretty hard to miss it. You'd never have noticed that car unless you'd been looking for it. My reflexes aren't bad if you hit the ground before I did. Which makes the case worth a lot more gold. Write your own ticket. Let me leave before you do anything. Go ahead, chicken. I'm sorry. You want someone? Now, there was a pit of a pump. We were lucky. He was trying to shoot in two directions at once. Oh, don't get restless, lady. You gotta stick with us. I heard all that evidence, too, Ace. But, uh, you know, somehow I ain't happy about this. I'm not happy about it either, Mark. What's your reason? Well, when you come to think of it, uh, taking a babe like this one out of circulation. It's an awful waste of talent.
The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Paul Duvall with Tony Barrett as Mark Donovan, comes to you from Hollywood. Others heard in tonight's cast were Lillian Baev, Frank Lovejoy, Tom Holland, Michael Ann Barrett, and Bill Johnstone. This series is written and directed by Buckley Angel and Joel Murcott. Music is composed and played by Ivan Dittmar. Be sure to be with us again this time next week for another dramatic chapter in The Adventures of Frank Race. Art Gilmore speaking. This is a Bruce Ells production. Welcome back. Well, I have to say, Mark Donovan is one of the more handy sidekicks uh, to have around. I mean, really, uh, he seems to show up quite a bit at um, uh, uh, at opportune times. And so I guess that answers the question as to what a New York cabbie is doing in this position. Well, that'll do it for today. Reminder, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. We'd also appreciate it if you'd rate the show on iTunes. That'll uh, do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with a life in your hands and join us back here on Monday for another adventure of Frank Race. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>